Hi everyone. Welcome back to Who Scored Again. This is episode 19 talking about Euro 20 happening in 2021. That joke deserves all of us to like get out of this podcast like right now. The more I, I think about <laughs> the more I, the more I think about it I'm just like, huh? Wait, what is it again? Euro never mind. You know what? We'll just get on with the bloody show. Anyway, the usual four idiots are here. And also, as I was mentioning to these guys pre-podcast, it's the It's the most happening part of the post season. I sound like a totally weird American, but okay, I don't care. Euros, the Euros are finally here. Uh, they begin in, in about at the end of the week. So what we're going to do in this week's episode is we're going to go through each group. We're going to highlight who our favorites to go through the groups will be, uh, who to watch out for, and who we ultimately think is going to end up winning the entire goddamn thing. To make it a little more competitive, uh, we've we might just pick our winners and ultimately. we'll probably get a dinner or slash drinks on us by which i mean it it will probably be one amongst the four of us so anyway uh, shall we get started let's jump straight into it First of all, how is everyone? Have we? I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Same old lockdown. Same old lockdown stuff. I had the most exciting weekend. I, I'm assuming because I, I we did this staycation with a few of my friends uh, up at Prestige Golshaya. Okay. We went there uh, Friday. Got back mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Nice. Uh, so so uh, it was it was nice. We got a villa to ourselves. Uh, celebrated a friend's birthday. In fact. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was really needed. I would say. I can imagine, dude. I am actually contemplating one taking uh, taking one this weekend. It's just, it's uh, really, really getting to yeah, my nerves. Much needed. Point. Much needed. Much needed at this point. Uh, but okay, let's quickly look into the group stages, and I think there's only one place for us to begin. Let's look at Group A. And in Group A, we have Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Now, Italy had possibly one of the best qualifying runs. They played ten, won ten, drew nil, lost nil, obviously, scored thirty-seven goals along the way, and have only conceded four. They haven't conceded a goal in their last six games. I think a, lo- a large part of it I attribute to Mancini, who I think is my X factor for their team because ever since he's come on board, he's really made that team batten down the hatches they've uh, they've been watertight at the back they're really good going forward lorenzo insigne has been excellent for for napoli and he and he's a weird combination of attack and creativity which is going to cause a lot of defenses defenses problems in the groups at least in at least in, in the group series that they're in uh and also switzerland also had a pretty impressive run they played eight won five drew two lost one and uh scored 19 in the process and conceded six so they were pretty high scoring then zakaria who is at monchengladbach as a defensive midfielder is their uh, rising star i feel if he has a good tournament he's going to go far turkey who is what kind of my dark horse to win the entire thing also had a pretty impressive run they played 10 uh 17 drew 2 lost 1 scored 18 goals and conceded only 3 buruk ilmaz is my uh is my pick because that man has been on fire for Lille of late especially given the fact that they ended up winning they ended up winning the championship yeah so in 28 games yilmaz has scored 16 goals and gotten five assists and in the recent world cup qualifiers he's he scored four goals in three games so he's going into this tournament on a bit of a hot streak so i expect big things from him um wales i think are are the last uh, team in the group and they're in a bit of a, a flux at the moment given Ryan Giggs's issues off the field they've played 8 1-4 drew 2 lost 2 scored 10 and conceded 6 my pick for this it was a bit left of field i think dan james is going to be their best scorer because he ends up playing through the middle and i and with teams focusing on gareth bale uh, given his his star man qualities i believe that opens up a lot more space for dan james to run in through the center and take advantage of some uh, slightly lax defending uh, abin how are you seeing the teams placed in this group in my opinion i think italy make it out of the, make it out of the group on top uh, they are followed by turkey who i think are going 
to surprise quite a fair, fair few people, as I mentioned earlier. Switzerland are coming third, and Wales brings up the rare in fourth. My Group A looks like Italy uh, finishing first. I think they finished with uh, nine points, I think. Uh, it's close between Switzerland and Wales for me, but uh, Switzerland finishes second for me. Uh, just because of the pedigree that they have, uh, they've, they've been uh, doing well in the last few tournaments. So mm -hmm. just, just for that reason, I have Switzerland second. Okay. I have Wales third and Turkey fourth. I think Wales has an outside chance to qualify uh, out of the group as, uh, as a third team. So according to me, for Italy, we have uh, Donnarumma as my X-factor. As, as the stats suggest that he's not conceded in the last four games that they've played. Um, for Switzerland, I think Zach, the link-up between Zak and Shakiri in the midfield will uh, help them out. Okay. Um, for Turkey, uh, as Abhin already mentioned, the stats of Yilmaz, I think he's going to be quite instrumental for the team. And uh, for Wales, we'll have either Dan James or Bale coming through for them. Both, both of them are in form for their national teams in a normal circumstance. So hopefully mm -hmm. that will help them pull through. Um, I have Italy as my number one pick for the team, for the for this group. Turkey going second, Wales third, and Switzerland fourth. I think you three guys have already uh, pretty much covered the the people that will come come through for these teams. Um, I think Italy, if they play a double pivot, I think they might play Giorgino, so he might be very influential in that midfield, especially for high-pressing teams. Switzerland and, and Turkey, I completely agree with, with the, the names that you guys put out. Wales, I think, uh, I think Dan James and Bale, but I don't know if Bale has played that many games at the highest level. Like For the Premier League, he came through against the smaller teams. He hasn't come through for the bigger teams yet. So in, in terms of position in this group, uh, I've picked Italy to come number one, uh, Turkey to come uh, second, Switzerland to come third, and Wales to come fourth. Okay, uh, so we quickly move on to Group B. And actually, no, before that, um, I feel we've all more or less had the same pick except for Sid. Now, what is the reasoning behind why you think Switzerland are pipping uh, Turkey to that second place? I just think uh, pedigree. I think Switzerland have been there, done that. Uh, they've, uh, I think, in uh, in the 2016 World Cup, uh, I'm sorry, 2016 Euros as well, they qualified out of their group. 2014 World Cup, they qualified out of their group. 2016 uh, Euros, sorry, they qualified out of their group. 2018 World Cup as well. Uh, 2018 World Cup, I think they disappointed a little, honestly. But yeah. I think just the sheer pedigree of uh, of Switzerland, I think they, they just get through because of the experience that they have. Uh, but again, for me, it's a, it's a toss-up between Switzerland and Wales. Turkey don't have that much of a, of an experience. They could be the dark horse, like you said, out of this group. But I think it's a coin flip between Switzerland and Wales. I, uh, I mean, Wales uh, were in the semifinals in the last Euros. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys remember that. So. Yeah. But I, but I feel like that team came to the end of the cycle and I feel that the Swiss team are also coming to the end of the cycle. Uh, because 2016 was, what, five years ago and we can all safely say that Gareth Bale is not the player he was five years ago. Um, I think Chris Coleman was the manager back then. Uh, now they have yeah. Ryan Giggs who is embroiled in a, in a court case. So I doubt that's going to do them any favours. In general, I think the Wales team is an ageing team. I think the Swiss team is also an ageing team. Uh, even the Turkish team is quite aging because let's Brook Ilmaz is 35 years old. No, see, the thing is, Turkey definitely have a younger uh, overall squad. Uh, I think they have Kalaho Noglu as well, the guy from AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and as you said, I think Switzerland and Wales are coming to the end of their life cycle and Turkey might just be starting theirs. Mm. But I, it's just about pedigree. I think Switzerland and Wales have a, just a little bit more pedigree than Turkey. So, I think they pipped Turkey. Let's see. Let's see what happens. This is football heritage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Group B, yeah. and um, I, I think it's no big secret as to who is going to progress in this group. So, Group B consists of Belgium, Russia, Denmark, and Finland. Belgium are sure to go through because much like Italy, they've won 10 out of 10 games that they played during qualification. 
scored a banging 40 goals in the process and conceded only 3 russia who are also on the group and ended up scoring 33 in the process denmark also scored 23 and finland ended up with 16 goals so basically every team in this group loves to score and it's many are considering belgium to be the favorites to win the tournament and rightly so given their squad but i see enough in this group to cause them some sort of trouble along the way in spite of that i'm still going with them to finish top of the group i'm expecting denmark to join them because their defense is possibly the more water most watered am- amongst the other three um i expect russia to bring in the rare because they end they end up going into this into tournaments with this raga durvas approach where they just run teams down like they did in the world cup in 2018 finland i expect to finish last in the group uh, even though timo puki is back and i he might just have a great explosive start it might just push them above denmark but i i don't see them uh, which is why i see belgium finishing top russia finishing third denmark second and finland fourth now the players i think that are going to stand out from each group one could from belgium uh, i'm not quite sure about kevin de bruyne's recovery period so but yeah because of uh, kdb's doubt uh, i mean his like his inclusion in the squad being a doubt i have gone with lukaku cuz he scored 28 goals in 42 games this season and i feel he's looking to make a point at the euros i think martinez has really got him playing well um in russia alex golovin or golovin is uh, who was at monaco is also uh, due a very good tournament so golovin in 12 games in uh, in league 1 has five goals and nine assists so this seems like a performance uh, this seems like a situation where a player is on the verge of something you know that next big transfer is incoming and i feel golovin is there there are a lot of clubs and european clubs looking at looking at him and i think that's probably uh, why i expect something big from him denmark we have christian eriksen who's always a threat going into national tournaments he's not had a great season he's only scored 3 goals has zero assists and inter are looking to sell him but i feel denmark's defense will carry them through uh finland i expect puki to be the only one uh, to be amongst the goals i don't think they're um they're particularly uh Ta- a particularly talented team so to speak so that those are my picks to be you know those are my x factor picks for each each of the teams does anyone have a different one is there something we agree on something we disagree on i think i think one thing that you missed out uh, denmark were also unbeaten during the qualifiers so oh huh? yeah so they, i think they go through easy along with the belgium uh, I, i don't think i think for russia i think the uh, the warhorse uh, zuba up yeah, top could uh, be yeah, an ex- zuba uh, could be the uh, could be an x factor as well uh, but uh, yeah i think i i i sort of agree with you on uh, how how they're going to be placed the uh, belgium denmark russia finland this is one group that i see as soon as i see it i'm like yeah i think it's pretty nailed on group when you look at it yeah i think the more like it seems it, it seems yeah it seems fairly straightforward No, so I think in in, in terms of Zuba, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a chance to score a goal every 17 minutes during the qualifier. No, oh, that's crazy. So <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, and on an average, so he might be the X factor for Russia at this point. And like he, a... he, if he strikes up like a good partnership with Gorgon, then nothing like it. Like they, they actually might push out Denmark. Yeah. yeah I think Russia has got the only chance to push Denmark out. I don't think Finland uh I think Finland uh bring up the rare. Yeah. yeah. They they yeah. they bring up the rare. I think uh, but I just think Denmark even the best pookie party won't be enough for like a Let's save the pookie Denmark. party for FPL. Yeah. Yeah. If people if people to last year's FPL uh last year season then in the Euro then Finland do have a chance of making yeah, yeah. it through. Yeah, imagine if he scores six goals in the group stages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if he if he scores six goals, I think Finland go through. <laughs> yeah, I, but if they concede like yeah, five, yeah. twelve of them, then <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. But okay, I think we can move on from Group B. Uh, let's quickly yep. look at Group C. Another, actually, I wouldn't say a very straightforward group. There are quite a few. 
uh, curveballs uh, in in this particular group. So the group consists of Netherlands, North Macedonia, Ukraine, and Austria. Now, I expect the stack to look for here is is with the Ukraine because the Ukraines because because Ukraine have played eight games, won six of them, drawn two, and lost none in their qualifying run. They've scored 17 goals in the process and conceded only four. They're the, they're the only team to have beaten France during qualification. Like, we'll get to France in a bit. But France lost one game and they lost that to the Ukraine. They have a player called Tishankov or, or Tisnakov. It depends on how... I, I mean, if you Google him, you get two different pronunciations. Uh, it's very strange. He plays for Dynamo Kiev. Um, he, had, he has three goals in seven games uh, in his last appearances for the Ukraine internationally and an assist. So you can, he's also a kind of player who's on the cusp of getting uh, a big transfer to a big club. So watch out for him. North Macedonia uh, have Goran Pandev. And I think that's the only thing I can really talk about because I didn't know Goran Pandev is still playing. But at 38, he's probably the oldest player at the Euros, which is quite a stat. Uh, Austria haven't really had the best a qualifying run. They were pr- pretty poor against England the other day. Um, impressively, I mean, they've scored 19 goals and uh, they've scored 19 goals in qualification, conceded nine. Um, but I don't see where the attacking threat is coming from. Marcel Sabitzer from RB Leipzig is possibly one of the danger men, and David Alaba is always dependable at the back. But it's the rest of the team I have an issue with. Which brings me to the Netherlands, who are currently being, being who are currently being matched by Frank de Boer. And the Netherlands are a very hot and cold team. Uh, they had that insane game against Turkey a couple of months ago. And they're solely going to miss Virgil van Dijk at the back, who has taken time off from the Euros to recover from his long-term injury. My pick is an 18-year-old called Ryan Gravenbach. I hope I'm pronoun- pronouncing his name right. Or Gravenbach. And there's something about this kid. This guy and Owen Windahl, who is now going to be playing left-back because... Uh, Daily Blind, who is now being pushed to centre-back to accommodate for Van Dijk's absence, is another, I think, is another person to look at because Wendal in, in the league this year has created 46 chances and has six assists from left-back and he's only 21. So expect something big from him uh, this season and possibly in the club seasons as well. In terms of In terms of finishing in the group, I think Ukraine are going to go on top just because they seem to be a very impressive gelled unit. Netherlands will bring up the rare, will bring up uh, second place. Austria will, Austria will finish third, not by a, sm- a big margin, but I think the Netherlands will just pip them to it, and Macedonia will finish fourth, in spite of them having beaten Germany the other day. I think I think one other player uh, from North Macedonia, if I speak his name, all of you would uh, relate to is Alioski. Oh, he's, oh yeah, he's uh, oh yeah, he, of course, yeah. I, know, I never knew he was from. There. I knew he was yeah, Macedonian. Yeah. I didn't know. I did not. Interesting. See, the existence of a the existence of a North Macedonia surely must indicate a South Macedonia, East Macedonia, West Macedonia. I'm unaware about <laughs> uh, geographical politics and how this goes. And I may be offending a few people, but I'm gen- I'm generally unaware. Alioski yeah, is, so. is an option. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'd love. Let's open the floor to have like more discussions on this. Who do you think is taking what? I, I mean, Ukraine also has got Zinchenko and Yarmolenko from West Ham. Oh, yeah. And City. Yeah. So, David Moyes is effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Austria have... Uh, and uh, by the way, Alaba doesn't play at the back for Austria. He plays in, uh, uh, in left mid. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he plays in midfield. I mean, I was yeah, he plays as a left winger for uh, Austria. He doesn't play at the back for, uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, he's classified as a defender for whatever reason, but he always plays as a left midfielder for them. And the, I don't know if Arnautovic is, go- uh, Arnautovic is going to be starting, but he's also there. Uh, Where is he these days? Was he, was he, is he still in he's China? He's in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's in China. Uh, but my, I think my player of this group would be Depay because he has a lot riding on him. He's looking for that big money transfer. Uh, he's on penalty duties for Netherlands. Uh, I think he's the captain as well, is he not? Yeah, I think he is. 
yeah with van dyke i think, I think pitch, so too yeah. with van dyke uh, uh, i mean uh, like he said with van dyke not being there he's the captain so he's got a lot riding on him this time so he could be the x factor that the netherlands need to get them over the line sad for uh, van der beek he's injured he's uh, out of the team i mean that man just cannot seem to catch a break mm-hmm. i think for the netherlands even wijnaldum might be like important oh yeah definitely jini uh, Yeah, I think yeah, he's, I had, uh, he's also looking at that big big transfer and stuff. I mean, he, I think he's already confirmed for Barcelona. Yeah, he's made. No, it. I think. I, oh I no, no, no! Going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to P- PSG. Oh, PSG, PSG. Sorry, PSG. yeah, PSG. Last yeah. minute uh, hijack, of course. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that they almost doubled his pay and stuff like that. Yep. So I had Luke de Jong for my uh, pick for the Dutch team. He's been really good up front for them, and uh, he. I think he's going to be their X factor. Look, the young. He caused United a lot of issues in the Sevilla uh, fa- semi-final last year, if I remember correctly. Did oh, he yes, come I do remember on? That. Did he? Uh, I feel like he came on. He didn't start the game, did he? No, he he came on and scored the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he could be a good super sub for them as well. Mm, interesting. I, Now. I, 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 I think I I have Netherlands finishing on top in in group C. I don't know I don't know if you all agree with me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um I, I have Netherlands and you can go in through. Uh those what do you who do you have going through? Same, I have Netherlands and Ukraine. Just feel like maybe Ukraine will feel on top. I mean, Ukraine will uh finish on top and Netherlands second. No, I agree. I I completely I feel There's, there's something about see, I don't trust Frank de Boer, or as Mourinho called him, the worst manager ever in the Premier League. There's a sense of tactical naivety attached to that team, even though they have some really interesting attacking coaches. I saw a picture of Memphis training with Ruud van Nistelrooy, and if he has even a, a third of that man's goal-scoring prowess, the Netherlands will go far. But I, I don't think he does. Um. this just i feel defensively they can be found, got at and i think ukraine will so you can you can a team that will play on that and by which i mean they will try to suffocate and annoy teams and ultimately end up coming through they they might just like they they have the least amount of goals conceded in that group especially when it comes to qualifying four uh, macedonia 13 austria surprisingly nine and 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 the netherlands at seven goals so I kind of expect expect Ukraine to take this, and which is why I feel them. Which is why I feel they'll finish above the Netherlands. Okay, so oh, I yeah. think group. <laughs> I, I think Group D, where um, Group D, basically the win, the group of the winners of the Euros, is what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the group. You go home. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am saying it with my chest. Anyway, let's do it. uh Czech Republic, Croatia, Scotland and England make up group D. England as per usual have the most impressive qualifying run. They played 8, 1 7, drew nil, lost 1, scored 37 goals and conceded 6 in the process. Um I we could I think we can all safely say that there is a golden generation coming through with that English squad. You we may have a different we may have our differences with gareth southgate uh, especially given how tactically stupid he is at times but i just feel there's enough talent in that squad to compensate for that uh lack of tactics from from the management and, and given the fact that this is the season where you look at the attacking prowess of this team especially given the fact that some of them can play on the wing and some of them can play in midfield with the likes of jack relish phil foden saka kane rashford oh my just think about it. this is this is a tournament winning team <laughs> and i think with and i think jack relish's inclusion is going to be quite something cuz teams will not have faced a player who likes to run with the ball who likes to create chances and england haven't had that for for decades i don't I mean, barring Gerard Lampard and Scholes, who were fit into a, a ridiculously stupid four-four-two system, I don't remember the last time there was 
an English team with such attacking creativity. Now, I have Croatia coming in. In spite of all I've said, I still have Croatia finishing on top of this group because I feel they're a well-coached team. Uh, they've also they're an aging team. Uh, as yeah, they're definitely an aging team, but I feel they have enough to get over the line and get past the group stages on top. I feel uh, Scotland end up coming third. They have someone made a very interesting point the other day is that all your their best talent is at left back and you can't really play two left backs in Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson. They have Che Adams who recently declared for Scotland. So they've been calling him Mick Che Adams. So he could be a threat. He's a bit of a pressing machine and uh, a pressing machine as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. And yeah, Czech Republic, I think I see coming in at fourth. I feel they are a, they're an interesting team to watch. I feel they've caused people enough problems. Uh, you have Thomas Suchek, who's had a great season with West Ham, and Vladimir Sufar, who's also had a great season with West Ham. Uh, so those two could combine to cause some serious problems for the other competitors in that group. So to cap it off, I have Croatia finishing top of the, top of the table, England second, Scotland third, and the Czech uh, coming in at fourth. I think I have the same thing as uh, same thing as you have been. I have Croatia first, England second, Scotland and Czech Republic. Uh, I think I think the talisman for Croatia is Modric. I think it goes without saying he's going to be their man. Yeah. He is the current Golden Ball winner, and everything is going to go through Modric. If Modric doesn't perform well, Croatia don't play well. That's it. It's it's as simple as so. And the only reason I have Croatia finishing ahead of England is because the first game, I think, comes too early for Maguire. And without Maguire, uh, England are, are pretty, uh, uh, I would say, I wouldn't say very, but they're fairly brittle Fragile. at the back without, yeah. Yeah, without Maguire. So, Especially yeah, after, that, uh, after I saw Tyron Mings, uh, what do you call <laughs> And uh, and uh, he he's playing the wrong kind of football. Let's just say that. I think I think I think what that point you touched on earlier. I think uh, Southgate's ineptness with respect to tactical ability is going to cost England England the Euros. Uh, they are, uh, you put somebody else with this England team. I think they they definitely are are the favourites. If you ask me, uh, or at least one of the favourites. Uh, I would put them in the top three favorites. Even now, they're top three favorites, on, but only because of Southgate's tactical uh, ineptitude that they're probably going to not. They're, they'll probably make the semis and then crumble under the pressure. I think that's that's what I see happening to England. But having said that, I think Scotland are a pretty decent team, if you ask me. It's just that they're in a tough group. If you put Scotland in a different group, say like a group uh, Group B, I think they would have made it through because they have a pretty decent team. They have Che Adams, they have Mexos, they have mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser, John McGinn. Uh, oh, yeah, John McGinn. Tierney. Tierney, yeah. They have a pretty decent team. I mean, it's it's not a bad team. Uh, but I just, I, I think uh, they they lucked out with the, with the group that they're in. So... Feel for them. Yeah, Czech Republic, I didn't bring up the rear. I don't think I need to say anything more. They probably get one point maybe for, with a draw against Scotland. Maybe, but I don't see them progressing. Watch them beat England. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think that about England, the the players or the talent was never the problem. Mm. Like you mentioned, like it was like Terry, Lam, uh, Lampard, Gerard. Rooney, all playing in one team, and these are legendary players. Uh, the thing was that they could never play together, or they never found the right way to play together. Or, or sometimes, like back in the day, they hated each other so much that they didn't want to play together. Uh, in in England, dressing room itself, there'd be a Manchester camp, there'd be a Liverpool camp, all that. I think the good thing in this generation is that that sort of disappeared. Yeah, I agree. But I still think they don't know how to play together that well. Like, like look at Croatia, right? Most of those guys, they are an aging squad. But they've played together so much that they understand each other. 
and uh, that's that's their usp in this group that i don't think the other guys have what's happened and, to Rak- R- rakitic yeah. speaking of croatia what's happened to rakitic yes i don't think he makes i don't think he made the squad either yeah what's happened sure. to him like i assume there but i as you manzukic uh, rebic have all made the squad right yeah all of them are there it's just mm. it, yeah. it, it was a little baffling yeah. for me when i found out he wasn't there Oh, yeah. you, the, the good no. thing about Modric is that um, he's finally back in form. Like you see, the last few Real Madrid games, he's done some absolute vision passes, like vision hundred passes, where he just <laughs> puts the ball like, like, like left, right <laughs> from like deep to Vinicius Junior. Someone sets them up, and they just run and score a goal. So I, I, I'm sure like he, he'll do that again in, in the World Cup. I mean, in the Euros. Yeah. So I think the f- the first game of the group between England and uh, Croatia is going to decide who comes up on top. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, basically. But I think I have I have Croatia coming up on top, agreeing with all of you. Um, so let's see how how the group goes. I, I'm obviously hoping England win the whole thing, being an England England fan and stuff. But uh, let's see how it goes. Don't want to get yeah. my hopes up too high. They're definitely winning. Take it from me. I feel it. I I am like in in. We, we do this every year, every tournament, and it's fine. It all goes downhill from there. It'll every... be a hilarious Brexit year if they if they win the Euros and they've done a Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the video of that bald guy booing in front of his TV? <laughs> this. There's a so every you know like right now there's an issue going around with players taking the knee and like fans booing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a bald guy who stood in front of who sat in front of his TV, yeah. and as they were kneeling, he kept going boo, boo, and Twitter being Twitter, took that clip, put Soldier Boy Superman in there, and so he, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes boo, crack the Soldier Boy boo. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love Twitter. the internet. Yeah, Twitter is undefeated. Anyway, um, I think we can move on to let's move on to Group E. Uh, in Group E, again, this looks like a fairly straightforward group. You have Poland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Spain. I think Spain come out on top. The one interesting fact about the Spanish squad this time is there are no Real Madrid players going to the Euros. Some it's the first are, time. It's the first time ever, I think. Yeah, first time ever. From first time ever. So I think, uh, but, and also <laughs> a bit of a scary. Like I mean, as we're recording this, this is uh, it may change to the time the, the podcast comes out. But Bushkets is tested positive for COVID, so which means the entire team is quarantining, and there is a very strong possibility the under twenty ones play the first game on Sunday. Yeah, they, they all have oh, to go for a round of tests. And they might not be allowed to to play. Yeah, so expect all kinds of shit this year, which is why I'm not even looking at fantasy. I know Sid is, but I'm like just don't have the bandwidth to like deal with that bullshit all over again. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm always down for a good fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be actually opponents now. <laughs> we'll put that as the as the cover art for the for the podcast always <laughs> done <laughs> okay but i but having said that i think uh, yeah yeah i think uh, this is a pretty straight i mean uh, pretty straightforward group but a sweden uh, the sweden of the 2018 world cup show up there may be a bit of a surprise but uh, with yeah, lindelof playing with lindelof playing center back i don't think they're going anywhere Oh, of course, or or I have I finished? He starts, does he? Yeah, he starts, dude. What he starts? Oh, okay. Yeah, then then they're definitely losing. <laughs> so I I forgot that Lindelof is playing for playing at the backs of Sweden, and I had and I had Sweden finishing third. I would like to revise that to fourth, <laughs> but <laughs> because I'm anyway. actually excited to see this parent uh, Torres. I don't yeah, know if they play him. Speaking of uh, Parentas uh, Torres uh, uh, uh he is my X factor for Spain. I think he starts and I think he has a 
as a breakout uh, tournament for Spain this this uh, this time around. Spain don't have a striker, do they? Who they have taken Morata and gone. Morata, yeah. I was just gonna say that that's their uh, uh, kryptonite, I guess. Morata yeah. is always on the offside. Potentially, like he, he's like always living the. Uh, it's like the Spanish. They don't Morata. have a proper striker. Yeah. They have. Uh, they have taken Adama Traore and gone. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he he's a. He's like a midfielder or winger. He's yeah. like a winger. He can't play him up top, right? I think they'll yeah. try pushing. I mean, like I expect when Spain decide to go for Brook, they'll push him to to try and like stretch the stretch that defense. But they have that. He can't play center, right? You need someone center. Hold on, hold on. They have more. Yeah. They have Gerard Moreno. Who they have Moreno from Villarreal. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's he's going. So I, yeah. I mean, but he's more of a what do you call a, a rough and tumble kind of striker, right? So he's more. Yeah. He's not that. He's like Firmino more, more. He's more like Firmino rather than like a Lewandowski or a or a or a Diego Costa. Oh wait, so wait. I just clocked this. You mean we're going to see Moreno versus Lindelof again? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him make this. Fat. The same bloody mistake over and over again. Ah, okay. Anyway, so we'll. No, quickly... I wanted to ask: Do you think this Spanish this Spanish team can can pull off tiki-taka position style football? No. The because that whole golden so. generation is gone. Yeah. yeah. They could only because they have they have uh, uh, Alcantara and Busquets. And they uh, also have they... Pedri, who is uh, like. Pedri, yeah. But Busquets is not going to play now, right? Of course, so. Yeah, I mean now it. Uh, then I think they play Rodrigo, no? No, he won't play for two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Rodrigo will, will fill in. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo. I would imagine. Yeah, who's also really good. So Rodrigo yeah. and Akintara are, are a pretty decent midfield. I think the midfield, midfield and the wings are not the problem as much as the center is because if if teams like you, let's not forget uh, Spain thumped Germany just a few months ago, six nil or something. And Torres scored a hat trick in that game. So this team is capable of pulling off something special. I don't think they'll play the brand of tricky tackle football that the Spanish national side made famous between 2008 to 2012, where they were virtually unplayable. They had the Euros, World Cup, and the Euros, right? What a what a run! Yeah, three P. Yes, yeah. yeah. And like, um, so I but I expect them to go far, like to go deep in the tournament to a to a certain extent. Pedri is my player to watch because he seems to be a very promising talent. The the name New Iniesta is being banded about. He seems, and I feel he could be the crux uh, around which the the national team builds their future on. Um, I have Slovakia finishing bottom of the group. Uh, uh, Skriniar, who plays for Inter, a very impressive season with them. Uh, could be a potential threat. Uh, Hamzik is also another. Choice and I feel Hamzik is always going to be a threat for whichever tournament he plays. Uh, Sweden have uh, have uh, Kulusevski, who I who's had a decent, not I mean an okay season. I guess he plays more of a winger slash midfielder, but it could be a prime for a tournament where he explodes onto the scene. And Poland, who I have finishing second, are obviously they they had one loss in in their entire qualifying run. And uh, they they scored 18 goals and, and conceded only five. So there are no pushovers as well. Obviously, like need I say who I think the X factor of Poland is going to be? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you need still Lewandowski uh, for the Poland squad. Do they have anybody to help Lewandowski score that many Blas- goals? Blaszczykowski. Blaszczykowski is, is he still playing? Is he still playing for them? Ah. Uh-huh. He played them in the qualifiers. I don't know if he's there in the squad for the. They're not a pushover. Poland's never been a pushover. They were in the quarterfinals last uh, last Euros. They had Krakowiak. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> they yeah. have the click the click guy from Leeds. Oh, Jeez. Matthias Click, yeah. Matthias Click, yeah. 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 And they're Bednarek. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, and Bednarek. Yeah. I think we agree when, in terms of group standings, uh, we have Spain. Uh, going up, qualifying first, 
Poland qualifying second, Sweden third, and Slovakia fourth. Is there anyone who would like to challenge that? <laughs> no. No, I think we all agree with the standings as mentioned by you. Okay, now it comes down to Group F, the group of death. We saved the best for last. And what what a group this is. We have France, Hungary, Portugal, and Germany. Two teams are going to qualify out of this. And I feel, you know, there's I, I understand that there is a third place team rule, but I feel that one of two teams is going to take a bit of a battering uh, and end up finishing third. So... France had the most impressive run-up in, qualific- uh, in qualification. Played 10, won 8, uh, drew 1, lost 1, scored 25 goals, conceded 6. Uh, Hungary had a pretty uh, moderate run. I think they ended up scoring only 8 goals, but they've conceded 11. That could be a problem. So, And Portugal, a, a team that are stacked, have no issues scoring. They scored 22, conceded 6. Uh, Germany, I think, are also... Uh, I mean, no pushovers. They didn't lose at all during qualifying. Uh, they won seven out of the eight games. And no, yeah, they lost one, right? They, they lost one to Spain. Yeah. They lost to North Macedonia, right? Yeah, they, right, they yeah. lost to North Macedonia. Yeah. That was in the World yeah. Cup qualifiers or Euro qualifiers? Oh, not sure. I think that was the World Cup qualifiers. Okay, anyway, fine. We, let me do that bit again. Uh, Germany, again, don't have a scoring problem either. They've scored 30 and conceded only seven. So, in spite of Timo Werner's misfirings in front of goal, I think um, Germany have a... I, I feel Germany might just push through, even though, like, the list uh, the list I have has France coming on top, Portugal coming second, Germany third, and Hungary fourth. I feel there's something about that German squad, and I feel, like, there's, there, enough has happened in this world currently for Timo Werner to have a redemption arc, and I feel it's coming in this tournament. I just feel against with games against Portugal and Hungary, he's going to get enough opportunities to like bang in a few goals, and that's going to push his mojo all the way back up. And we could see the rebirth of uh, of the striker. I actually think maybe Werner doesn't try to strike, so huh. they might leave that job to like Muller or something. He can like draw defenders or hold up play or something like that. I think Muller is one of the last breed of his kind that plays centre-forward. I don't mm. think we see any more centre-forwards anymore. We don't. In world football. Uh, or he's the only one I know, actually, current centre-forward. Everyone else is a CAM or something like that. Uh, so they might give that goal-scoring role to Muller or, or all the, uh, other people around him. But Germany, with their new coach and all that, they look like, they look a little shaky. Hey, it's, it's the same coach. coach. It's, still, it's the same coach. It's just still Joachim Lowe. It's his last And that's tournament. even worse because he was, he didn't do great last World Cup. He hasn't been doing great. And they, they lost to Northern Macedonia in the, in in a World Cup qualifier. The highest search that day in Germany was how did or why did Germany lose to Northern Macedonia. It was kind of hilarious. And it's funny because they didn't even lose to the whole of Macedonia. They just lost to the north of it. That's like, instead of losing to Bangalore FC, you lose to like Shivaji Nagar FC or something like that. <laughs> kind of unheard of, dude. Right. Uh, hey, that can happen once in a while. Dude. We can done. never, ever go to North Macedonia, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where it is. <laughs> It's in Macedonia. <laughs> it's in it's in Europe. Yeah. yeah. The, the other, yeah. No, the other thing Sherlock. I think about uh, Portugal is uh, Bruno Fernandes might actually be the big man, not Ronaldo. No, 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 no. It's Ronaldo. Nobody, nobody upstages. No, but you see, Ronaldo. this time there will be ego clashes. I can see it coming. I mean, I just don't think I know, Bruno has ego. It's just that the guy's got that. Uh, Roy Keane he's got the talent to back him up right yeah he's got the talent and everything to back him up yeah. um, I'm saying that the team's tactics might not be passed to Ronaldo they might be like pass to Bruno also sometimes at least 25% you give Bruno 75% you give to Ronaldo <laughs> no but I, I think I think this group uh, it I think it's easy to say that the uh, one third place team will come out of this group 
Yeah, I agree. But, uh, I think, uh, like you said, I think France, uh, for me, France is winning the entire thing. So France comes up. France is... Uh, France, France is so stacked. Yeah, France is too stacked. Three different teams. They can play, exactly. They can like put out three teams and probably all the three teams and will make all, the semi-finals. Yeah. Correct. It's, so, it's so you know nice there time. are some big big players like you know Sane could have gone for the Spanish national team, but he chose Germany. Um, just like that, there is really top high pedigree, almost ten twelve players who haven't chosen to play for Spain because they wanted a guaranteed spot in their na- in some other national team squad. So I I, I also think that they they are the ones that will go all the way through to win this. Oh, I don't. I, I yeah, think France. France I, I think France yeah. are going to get knocked out in the semis. Oh man! They're, I they're feel not trust England. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to England. I, honestly, I tell you what, <laughs> I have can't taste the X factor. Yeah. If Kante stays Correct. healthy the entire tournament, France win it all. I just think uh, with Kante, Pogba in mid, Kante, Pogba, Griezmann in midfield, uh, you can't really. I don't uh, think uh, Griezmann is not the player. Griezmann, he... Sorry, not Griezmann. Griezmann, no. Yeah. But uh, I think they probably played Toliso or Matui. No, not Matuidi. Matuidi is not even there. They, they, that's yeah. a, I th- that's the problem. Barring the the spine, I mean, the at the back they are a shambles. Uh, like if I had to pick, I mean, I went with Marcus Thuram as the X factor because I feel he's going to bring something new and dynamic to that team. And is uh, he is he related to Lillian Thuram? Yes, yeah, his son. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's like like the baton is being passed down, but uh, yeah, but I I just feel at the back France can be got at, and I don't think Mbappe likes tracking back. Deschamps is notorious for playing a very defensive system, and I don't think Umtiti is the player he was. Varane is evidently not the player he was. The one I think the one X factor which I I'm not quite sure if the other people have mentioned. Like if you guys have mentioned it in your team, is the inclusion of Kareem Benzema? I was yeah. going to say Kareem Benzema. I was, yeah, I was, I was, well. just, yeah. I was going to say mm-hmm. Kareem Benzema. He could be an X factor. Because and for Germany, uh, I have Gnabry as an X factor. Yeah, that's also not a bad shout. I think Gnabry is uh, is going to have a, a great Euros. I, I totally see why. But yeah, but going back, going coming back to France, I think Benzema makes a case for a very strong X factor given his. Exclusion from the side for so long, and for perfectly valid reasons, you may have. He may be a great player, but he's a bit of an asshole. Let's just let's just say that. Give with his attacking prowess up front, France have an entirely new dynamic. I feel with and that and they could basically be the team that says you score three, we'll score five. I don't but think you know that's sh- not going to happen. But you know it's, that's not going to happen. Right? It's not because if they, if he relies on Griezmann, who I think is kind of past it, he's not the same impact player that he used to be. Uh, they can be got at at left back and right back. I Pavar, I'm not really convinced on anyway. Dinier is the left back. Dinier, no, yeah. no, Pavar is playing right back, right? Yeah, I'm saying Dinier is the left back. I don't yeah. think he can be got at that easily. He's pretty uh, solid I, in defense. I think they played either Dine or Hernandez. One of uh, Hernandez or, uh, depends on how you pronounce it. So, Lucas Hernandez, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they they have him at left back. So that's an interesting conundrum to think. Uh, in but for a, a quick word on Hungary, uh, there's a guy called Dominic Sabotslai who's been linked with Arsenal for quite a while. He's at Salzburg, the same team that produced Haaland, Minamino, and uh, he could have, I think he could be one of the players that has a say in how this group finishes. I don't think Hungary are going to go through, but I feel they have ample opportunity to be kingmakers, which I think they end up going, they're going to end up being. Can we just talk about Portugal for a, for a, for a minute? Because I really think, I mean, I honestly, I've always had them as a dark horse for every tournament they play. Uh, because they're never considered favorites, but I just think this this year they again they could be a surprise dark horse as usual. They're, little, they're the little winners of the last edition. What do you say? I know they're the little, but they were the dark horse last edition as well. Yeah, so, uh, they are the defending champions, but they have a stacked team as well. Like if you oh, look yeah. at it front back to front, Patricio is the goalkeeper. Mm. 
they have a pretty solid uh, a solid defense as well pepe ruben dias rafael guerrero uh, semedo jao cancelo jose Holy font shit. wow okay their midfield yeah. their midfield is bruno fernandes bernardo silva renato sanchez ruben neves jao mutinho <laughs> uh, rafa silva william carvalho uh, i i'm sure you've heard of this guy gonzalo guedes from valencia yeah Okay, Rafa Silva, Nuno Mendes. That's their mid, that's their midfield, and this is their forward: Cristiano Ronaldo, Jao oh. Felix, Diego Jota, Andres Silva, and Pedro Gonzalez. So mm-hmm. that is a stacked team in itself. Wow. It's, if that team can that, put it together, like I mean, they definitely stand a chance to go pretty deep in the tournament. Like, how yeah, how would you play that? You would play Ronaldo down the middle. No, you play Ronaldo on the left. You play him on the side. You play him as a striker. You would you okay, play Ronaldo? Yeah. Mm. Play Ronaldo striker, Diego Jota on the left. You play Bernardo Silva on the right. Bruno Fernandes b- behind uh, Ronaldo. You play uh, Neves and Mutinho. Maybe I don't know. Uh, why do you want to break the Wolves partnership? Uh, Cancelo on one side, Semedo on one side, Ruben Diaz and I don't know if Pepe plays. I think Guerrero plays instead of Pepe. I think I think Pepe will start. He's thirty-eight years old. I don't know if he he's plays. Not, I don't think he's playing. Still good. Still good, no doubt. I mean. uh but yeah i think i just think rafael guerrero the guy from borussia okay i think he plays uh and patricio i think portugal are about to sweep this group <laughs> <laughs> so i think yeah like uh, having said that i think france and portugal finish one and two germany uh, finish third and they get through as one of the the top th- uh, the top four uh, placed uh, third third place teams and I I'm sorry Hungary but you're in a very difficult group. No, you so what? I think so what like like Dodi and me have France winning you and Akshay have England winning so how do we do a tiebreaker? Okay we we'll start off with this okay. Okay uh-huh. so if England the group stage bet is if England or France end up winning it like the other faction has to buy them beer. But Fair if enough. yeah and when it comes Fair to enough. the no wait that that come to so the knockouts we'll obviously revise this. we'll we'll make this dinner so whichever team progresses further counts so say if neither france nor england win whoever progresses further yeah okay fine cool i think i okay. think by the looks of it uh from what we've all chosen <laughs> i think france and england are going to meet uh in the knockout stage that depends that depends on how the fourth place course, team get course. placed yeah fair enough fair enough yeah Okay, uh, I think it's anyway. time we we start buying beer in Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you know it's... what? Like, let's just quickly speak about the fantasy. Uh, for those for those uh, viewers who are gonna tune in, I mean, for those listeners who are gonna tune in, uh, uh, I think the this fantasy is a little bit more complicated than your regular uh, FPL. the fact that you can make changes from one match day to the next match day which meaning until every team has played one game it counts as match day 1 so you can make a change only after the end of match day 1 so try to form your team in such a way that you'll have players playing uh, for uh, in all in at least a few of the games in match day 1 before you make a change for match day 2 uh, also make sure you have like captains uh, ready and you can make only one captain per match day uh, or rather per day you can change it within a match day but you can't change the team for a match day so say the first round of games happens over i think it happens over 5 days so you can have five different captains over the first 5 days so like first game is italy turkey you can have a captain for uh, say you can have one cap captain for italy uh, the second day you have three games you can have one captain for those three games the third day again there are three games one captain so i, I think you're getting the point so you but you cannot change the entire team for that particular first match day so it's match day 1 match day 2 match day 3 mm. uh, sounds a little complicated but uh, it's just uh, i think this is the only way they can make make it happen because it's very simple uh, similar to the champions league uh, uh fantasy and i think there's one chip that's the wild card that can be used before the quarter final stage so go about uh making your team in such a way that uh you have you have a team that could also play 
the round of 16 so try to form a team based off that okay uh can we go back to golden wood for a hot second yeah sure okay i think the go- okay so whoever predicts the golden wood correctly can also end up winning something which the other three can decide upon but uh okay akshay who do you, who do you have winning the golden boot at the tournament i think ronaldo is going to win it he's in good form scoring form okay uh, akshay has ronaldo very unimaginative choice but okay sid who do you have finishing with the golden boot <laughs> the lord of north london oh I was thinking the same but the funny thing is we both pick France. <laughs> yeah, fuck pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay we either uh, win think... for France or win with England to go. <laughs> I think England squad has enough depth for multiple scorers so I don't know if Kane will He's on penalties and free kicks so. Yeah, true. True. Let's see. I was going to say Kane only. Uh, you can you take your joint for this. Been you? I don't some left don't yeah. give some left field choice okay it's not going to no, happen. No no I am like I knew as like who will like you know who will take to Kane's chances like a chaku I can only think of Romero Lukaku. So <laughs> look I was going to say Lukaku yeah I was going to say Lukaku. <laughs> He's a good shot. Well. He's a good shot. But yeah. I think Lukaku is highly dependent on whether De Bruyne is fit or not. Correct, correct. I, I feel, I feel he he has a group that is defensively more frail than the others, which I so he's going to do a lot of his goal scoring in the group, which is then going to dry up when it comes to the knockouts. I feel in the group he'll get like four or five, and then he'll get one or two, and then get knocked out as Belgium do. Uh, but I feel Lukaku ends up finishing on top, and I think Anakshi has a point about uh, Kane, where like the goals are a more a more distributed. across that front six so to speak so and i and with teams going to be attracted towards kane is going to leave spaces for the likes of grealish fordin uh, sterling to i mean though that's a chance missed in my opinion but okay he'll also get chances are we also doing the golden uh, glove winner yeah let's do golden glove as well who do you think is keeping the most clean sheets to the final i think donnarumma is going to keep the most uh, mm, that's clean sheets as per his current uh, record in the qualifiers donnarumma is a good shout akshay might just win this sid who do you think is going are you is going to take that loris hugo loris i don't think he's going to keep a clean sheet against the teams he's going to play against oh wait france is in a tough group can i take it back uh, <laughs> no nonsense enough no no you have to do choice courtois <laughs> Tivo no actually Tivo is going to concede like a bitch uh I, you know what i'm just going to say casper schmeichel okay schmeichel <laughs> interesting choice interesting choice is he here i'm just going to go with left field choice to piss you guys off and say de gea yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> rodi no he might Patidev. Yeah, and if I win something with Dia and you guys lost a final because of Dia, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> What about you, Abin? Hmm. <laughs> Who will I pick? There's only one choice. Who's it going to be? Who's going to pick for the city? <laughs> I <laughs> got I knew it <laughs> Big Jordan is going to be my coach <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, on that note, I think that comes brings an end to this podcast. We will do a watch along this week. I think we'll drop news as to when and where on our Instas and our Twitter pages. But yeah, I think this is this will be the first episode that contains our social handles. So everybody, please send me your social handles. Uh, follow our social handles. You can find them in the description. We're nice people. We all have private profiles, but we'll open them up for you because we're naturally giving that way. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode that should possibly be on monday or tuesday i think tuesday is when the next episode will be out tuesday is when the first uh, first round is uh, 
first round gets completed on Tuesday. Like the first round of fixtures get completed on Monday evening, I think, or Monday night. Okay. okay. So, so we could we could probably do like a Tuesday podcast. Done. So Tuesday, I think Tuesday Wednesday should be the next episode. And until then, you guys take care. Have a great start to the Euros. At least this football for the next one month. Hopefully, we don't go back into another week of lockdown. Even though I feel we're going to be phased out uh, for the remaining weeks, but let's see. Uh, take care. We'll see you soon.